Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. All right around Australia, Johnny Stephenson, Cam Luke. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. And yes, as always, Johnny Steph, we don't we love the best athletes in the country saying, yeah, we'll have a chat to you. And uh, the same thing's happened today. Tanil Craig's going to join us, who is one of the best athletes, heptathletes, and emerging athletes as we head towards some major championships, including Paris in 2024. Tanil, hello to you and welcome. Hey, thank you for having me, guys. Hey, hey Tanil. Hey, uh, we're just talking off air. You, you've, you've, you trained two a days and Johnny Steph shuddered at the thought of it. How do, you, how do you go get up morning doing your thing, bit of break in the day, and then going back into it? How's it all doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking too bad. I'm actually preparing to head overseas in two weeks. Um, I've got a competition in Austria called in Gotsis, and that's my first competition that I'm heading over to. And then followed by another heptathlon in three weeks after that in Radigan in Germany. That's fair. So you trained by Glenis Nunn, that's correct, yeah, Tanil? Yeah, that's correct. So we we chatted to Amelia Search last week, and so you guys are train, training partners, and she's creating a bit of a squad out there, Glenis. Yeah, yeah, we've got a massive um, multi-event squad at the moment with um, a few few girls and a few boys sort of emerging through as well. And yeah, Amelia is one of my training partners and it's, it's absolutely phenomenal watching her coming through the ranks as well. Just on, on obviously in multi-events, but is there a specific event that you enjoy more or is it one that you couldn't quite narrow it down and you, you realise you had skill at a number? How, how does it all work when you're trying to work? You're going through a little athletics, you're obviously extremely talented. How, does, how do you end up on a multi-event compared to just a specific individual event yeah sure so i actually when i came through little athletics and into junior athletics to begin with i was actually a sprint hurdler um and i sort of built my strengths in the hurdles and then it wasn't until early 20s i just like discovered the heptathlon and thought i'd give that a go considering i was really good at the, the sprints and the jumps as a junior um so yeah i i believe my hurdles and my long jump are my strongest events um, I was going to ask that, on my throws, though. Yeah, I was going to ask which events you thought you were strong events and which events you feel you can gain extra points. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, my my javelin is one of my weakest events, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, in most heptathletes, javelin isn't the strongest event for everybody. So, um, yeah, that's a bit fortunate for me. But, yeah, it's just working on my throwing um, technique at the moment and trying to build, like, a really strong base with that because I never grew up with the throws um, when I was a junior. Com Games last year, I just want to ask you about Birmingham because it was, it's, it's been a really weird time for everybody. But an athlete competing in certain events and, and sometimes having no crowd there is, is, is incredibly unique. But Birmingham, they, they came out, of course, on the back end of COVID and it was sold out. What was it like, one, Commonwealth Games and, and having a taste of a, of a major, major competition, but two, having the crowds there after what had been a little bit different in a, in a short time previous? Yeah, definitely. Look, going to the Commonwealth Games was absolutely phenomenal, um, especially after COVID and, yeah, all, all the crowds not being there at those major championships. So rocking up to the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham was absolutely mind-blowing. As soon as I walked out onto the track for the hurdles, the crowd was just roaring. And honestly, you couldn't hear yourself really think um, because it was just so loud in that stadium. Um, but it sort of just gave you goosebumps and, and it really sort of, um, got you going and got you excited to actually compete um, when you just had that crowd around you. So for the listeners that uh, that aren't uh, so knowledgeable or around the heptathlon, these are the events that uh, Tanil has to do for two days. The 100-meter hurdles, the high jump, the shot put, the 200-meter sprint, the long jump, 
javelin throw and the 800 meters. Tell us, yeah. Tanil, when you get to the 800 meters <laughs> after two days <laughs> and you don't have a crowd like Birmingham, how, <laughs> how do you get through those two laps? Because I just did 800 once. We just talked about it earlier and I died. So uh, how do you get through that, Tanil? Yeah, um, I try not to think too much about the pain that is going to happen. Um, and how I try <laughs> to think about it is, look, the 800, you're going to experience some pain, let's be honest. It, it's one of those events where you, you might as well go hard and feel the pain and run a good time rather than run it a bit slower, run a, a bad time and still feel the pain. So I just try to go into it that I'm just going in there and just giving it everything that I've got. And I try to just think of it 200 meters each time rather than the whole two laps um just breaking it down into those uh 200 meters what seconds i've got to run in those splits and that's how i get through the uh, i two like laps. your i like your approach you know you see you cut your teeth in little athletics um i'm a very proud alumni of little athletics uh what was your club and uh and and tell us a little bit how you got involved in the lays and uh and uh how it sort of shaped you now in your career Absolutely. So I started at um, Jimboomba Little Athletics when I was in under eight um, and then progressed to being Lee Little Athletics um, when I was in the under 13s age group, only because at that time they were the only club in Queensland that did Friday nights because they had lights and now every other club um, nowadays has lights and they, they um, compete on Friday nights. Um, and yeah, that was sort of the starting point to my athletics career. I was doing um, horse riding, basketball, swimming, cross country, all these other sort of sports at school. And I never really um, met athletics until I started at Little Athletics. And I just grew such a passion and love for the sport that it's pretty much what started my journey and how I um, developed as an athlete and where I am today. So it was either being a jockey or a heptathlete. Is that what you're telling us, Tanil, yeah. when you talk about what you were doing early? <laughs> you're talking yeah, Cam's yeah. language, Tanil. You most certainly are. <laughs> he heard jockey and he just spruced up in his chair. He was like, why are horse racing? Yeah, I'm a bit tall for, to be a jockey, I must admit. Um, I, don't, I don't think that career would have worked out for me, but I always get the... Um, the funny jokes of, um, oh, should I be a, a modern pentathlete? Um, so yeah. all the disciplines yeah. in that. So, um, funnily enough, I, I do majority of those different events. So I'm sure that might be a career down the track, but uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Tanil, were, were you considering retirement after Birmingham? Yeah, that was, um, so I actually retired in 2020 due to a number of different things. COVID was the most significant reason. Um, I had broken my big toe and I had uh, surgeons and doctors say to me um, running and jumping and doing what I do was near impossible um, without surgery um, and then plus my coach was very very sick in at the beginning of 2020 as well so I didn't see really um, a purpose in athletics during that time um, and it wasn't until after um, after COVID um, sort of was diminishing a little bit and, and events started popping up again. Um, my coach called me up and said, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to go for the Commonwealth Games or you can pretty much kiss it goodbye? And I decided to quit my full-time job at that time and get back into training because unfortunately you can't 
be half in, half out. You've got to be fully committed to it. And that's what I did. Um, and it was definitely the right decision to make. Well, it's the right decision uh, for everyone who loves athletics and seeing you compete at the highest level. And uh, we appreciate the fact that you've taken a little bit of time out to have a chat to us today. You've no, obviously got you. a big couple of months. And then, of course, we've got the Worlds and then into Olympic Games in 2024. We look forward to watching your journey as you head towards Paddy's in just yes, over 12 do. months' time. Uh, Tenille, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Superstar, Tenille Christ. There you go. And I assume at some point, Steph, just before we say goodbye to you, I assume at some point you thought about uh, retiring or – because I assume it happens to all athletes, right? Every lactic day on a Tuesday. <laughs> Every Tuesday. Every uh, lactic Tuesday. I was like, what am I doing this for? Running, running anti-clockwise, anti-clockwise for a job, chasing my shadow. With three, like, what am I doing? With 380 metres to go in that 800 metres, you're like, this is it for me. Oh, I'm done. Over. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> we're getting out of here. you got to think. We've got we've got some big decisions to make. We've got a 400 yeah. metres head-to-head Ooh. and marathons to discuss. So we'll do that before we reconvene this time next week. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Johnny Steph, we'll see you next week. Thank you, my brother.